everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 493. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm apparently not here. Yes, you are. You are right here. Stop oh, that. Oh, okay, shut up. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yes, in between you. trying to figure out why my Surface 3 isn't charging due to a faulty USB cable and OBS just locking up like that, and then this, I'm going to have to put at the top of my, uh, I'm going to start doing at the top of my checklist here, scribble in, restart Daitenshi. Then go through the process. Ugh, what a day, what a day, what a day indeed. So, yeah, you know. Anywho, how was everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Not horrible. Sleepy. <laughs> well, you know what they I, say. I understand sleepy. Well, you know what they say, sleep is for the weak, so. And I am gloriously weak. Well, that and we knew I... from Jump. I'm super weak because I've been going to bed at a reasonable hour. I don't know what this reasonable hour is anymore. It used to be, well, 3 a.m. is a reasonable hour. And then I fell into some into some anime holes, so 4 a.m. is a reasonable hour. Then I discover some great video games. 5 and 6 is kind between 5 and 6 a.m. is kind of optional to go to bed at that point, so you know. Even with my st newly found Stardew Valley addiction, I still go to bed by 10 p.m., sir. Ooh. You're doing oh. it wrong. Oh, How fancy you. you. Mm, mm, mm. I am in the fourth year in my first few days of summer. Nice. Ain't, ain't no cure for them summertime blues. <laughs> Anywho, we are live tonight, week of April 6, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 with minor hiccups here and there at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can show them a little love at vognetwork.com as well as Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. And don't forget, we have a Discord. You can find us all hanging out at avocnetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, you'll see a little pop-up on the side where you can come in, click on the link, and you can come in and have a little bit of fun there. So it's all good in the hood. So, you know. Oh, man. I went outside earlier to uh, get my mail because I order, I order stuff from Amazon because delivery. And I go outside. I hate. I hear the faint sound of of Mister Softy. I'm just like, Mister Softy, this neighborhood, nine p.m., and it's like the second week of April. What the hell? We have them around here too, in the different uh, collections of houses and the different collections of condos and apartments and stuff. And yep. they, man, they they gotta make their money. They've been missing out, so. Yeah, but this really isn't the neighborhood for Mister Softy, though. You know, especially. I mean, it is, but not at this time of night. You gotta show up between four and five o'clock, so you know. Hmm. Now I want Mister Softy. And Podculture says, don't get me started on Amazon delivery. Bro, I thought I had a, I had a system down for their delivery. I thought I had a system. But then I was wrong. 
Anywho, we're gonna go around the room, ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? Ari. Uh, well, this uh, past weekend was Easter, obviously, and mm. uh, I ended up working on Easter, which means holiday pay, and I got some overtime, so Ka-ching. holiday overtime, that's gonna be big for my next check. Ooh. I did end up having to take uh, Black Friday, not Black Friday off. Oops. There we go. I had to take off uh, Good Friday because mm-hmm. uh, I had to go into the city to get a CT scan done on my heart. Okay, now now, now here's the thing. I saw that post. Uh-huh. It showed you you were in Philly. Yeah. That's the city to him. You had me thinking New York City, man. Sorry, man. It's, you know, okay. it's, it's okay. My perspective. It's okay. It, it this reminds me of the time when I went to go visit Dark Sakura and and, and the crew, and she said we're gonna take a drive into the city. To her, the city is going into San Francisco. I'm thinking we're going cross cross country to New York. I just left there two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Ooh, South Jersey times. people and Delaware people. Yeah, the city is Philly. Okay. But, uh, any. Anyhow, uh, you know, they injected me with the, uh, you know, the dye or the uh, ink or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I got to lay on this uh, nice little uh, fancy-looking MRI-looking device with the table as hard as my desk. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a metal rod shoved in my back. Mm. So, yeah, it was on a Friday, and while well, I just have to wait for... Uh, I just have to wait for my cardiologist to get back to me and set an appointment so he can, uh, you know, tell me what the results are and if and what is wrong with me. I haven't heard anything since, and it's, you know, Tuesday going on Wednesday, and so no news good news, right? Yeah. And, you know, the fact that you mentioned the cardiologist, I remember the last time I saw mine, and I think I talked about this on the show a few months back, where I went to urgent care because I had some type of heartburn or something, and the doctor's telling me there was something that's elevated in me, and I need to go to the ER. And I'm like... What? Yeah, I'm like, but I'm fine. I'm just having residual heartburn. I know better certain spices I can't, I'm not going to touch. And then I called my cardiologist, and he basically said, if that was the case, you would have been dead already. <laughs> exactly. And I probably have to call him later this week to see if my meds get refilled because they're, the la- they're at the last of their prescription. But, you know. A couple other things. A, because it was Good Friday, I got to have my traditional Good Friday dinner, which in this case was steak and uh, some ribs from Outback. Mm. It was there a twist of ribs, or was like, I guess deep fried question mark, but they had this like crust on them. Like you take a bite and like 80% of the meat comes off in the first, the first one. And they're delicious. Deep fried ribs. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if that's what they do, but it was just, you know, a, a combo with the steak. So I'm like, yoink. That was what I meant. That's what I call Good Ass Friday. <laughs> For those of you who are listening right now, I just have this look on my face, with my head and my chin, in my hand, and I'm just like, how does that even work? How would you prepare that? How would that taste? You know, I'm just like... I have a, the same questions as you do, dude. I oh, mean, and also, I... I'm good... 
I I could try I could try you know put him in an instant pot and air frying them. I don't know, Lord. Lord. Uh, another thing, uh, I'm officially on the shelf from work because uh, on on Saturday mm-hmm. I had tripped, you know, walking in between the lanes outside. Yeah. And when I found them, you know, I'm, I'm like thinking like 20% of it's like, oh god, I don't. I hope I don't look stupid to these people too. Oh god, I don't think I don't hope. I hope I don't fall into oncoming traffic. Mm. But you know. I'll, at first, I'm like, that's fine. It just had a couple of scrapes that weren't even bleeding. A couple hours later, my right knee is, like, getting all stiff and swollen and, you know, hard to move, and I can't put weight on it. <laughs> and then Easter comes along, and it gets even worse then. And I, and the uh, additional four hours I worked, it was, like, on a much harder seat, and my knee was, like, constantly bent, so it was, like, in pain the entire time, like I barely walk and just completely sapped all my uh, st- all my energy. <laughs> so Monday I have off. I'm like, okay, I-, I can't take this anymore. I have to report this. Gotcha. So, so it turned into having a uh, job injury. Ooh. And I have to wait until further notice until when I can go back to work. You know, get it looked at by a doctor around here because they still do. Like, they do, you know, in-person meetings, but that's, mm-hmm. like, at least far away from me where right. the headquarters are. And they know that I'm not trying, like, I'm like, please don't think I'm trying to get out of work or anything like that. I'm like, they're like, no, 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 we we understand, we understand, it's good that you reported this. But, yeah, I'm still just worried about this. No, I, I, and I totally and get my that. health. I totally get that. And in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, we were talking about food. Uh, we got Ichigo talking about, um, well, first we got Podcoach talking about deep frying anything with Ichigo going along with Oreos, Twinkies, small children, and small chickens. Both are acceptable, you know. Yeah, deep but fried cannolis I've... are amazing. I'll just say that. Well, I'm, I'm more of a I've deep fried Oreo deep fried type Oreos, person. I'm like, Although not for nothing, the last couple of days I've really, really, really wanted fried ice cream. And Sia DeBerry says... Right he's... now I'm having Chi-Chi's flashbacks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Sia DeBerry is thinking wiener schnitzel a lot, and I just realized it's been at least a good five years since I've had wiener schnitzel. I... There uh... is... There... Actually, no. It's been more like three or four... Yeah, it has been five years. There is like a place, there's like a German place around here, you know, I can get food from, and I just never think to do so. I have a lot of German heritage in my family, so we eat a lot of schnitzel and spitzel and all those ills. <laughs> and kraut. <laughs> and kraut, yeah, no, we we made Rubens and soup last week, last week and so uh, we have some kraut left over, and I was like, pick up some sausage and we'll get some stuff and that's why uh, we were also talking about ice cream earlier in the chat you were missed out on the ice cream mm. that's okay I, I just bought two more tubs of ice cream and just threw it in my freezer i have four tubs of ice cream in my freezer now <laughs> oh geez <laughs> well you have to understand it i generally buy one tub a week to keep two in sometimes i end up scooping a little bit more than i normally would so now I end up buying two tubs of ice cream to make sure I have two because the two that's in there now are coming down to the very end. So, you know. 
got to play uh, Freezer Tetris to get them all in there, but you can't go wrong for two for five, so. <laughs> Michael John, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, boring? Um, I, I just, yeah. Um, the holidays and work and my normal reading, although Saturday I took a break from my normal reading and mm -hmm. decided, hey, I'm going to restart Breath of the Wild, but I'm going to cheat, so I'm going to use guide. <laughs> That's not cheating, though. Technically it is. Because you shouldn't just be reading the guide to get through the game. You should be trying to get through the game and then using the guide. Um, I, I while, while I do enjoy playing the games, I really just want to see the story. Mm -hmm. And considering the fact that I was almost 24 hours in on my first playthrough and had completely gone in the wrong direction because it is open world. Yeah. So I went completely in the wrong direction. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I restarted my game on Saturday and within the eight hours that I played that day, I got so freaking far in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. It turns out you can go straight to the final boss with uh, only three hearts and what you have on you. Right at the beginning. Well, talk about a suicide run. Yeah, I, I was I, I was pretty damn close to being over there at that point. Because um, I actually was watching uh, Say and Yatin play when mm -hmm. they first got it. And I'm just like, they're, they're playing through, and I know they're really close to being in the beginning, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> what, what, what the hell did I do to myself? Just remember to write down where you were. Because let's be real, we've all played RPGs, and there have been those times we put the game down, and we come back to it six to seven months later going, now, where was I? Um, well, actually, um, it, right now, um, um, fuck, the guide restart. is, say, like, I have the guide still up on my laptop, mm -hmm. so it's right where I was, so all I have to do is look at the guide. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I did use a guide, you know, to get through. No, I actually used the FAQ to get through um, Final Fantasy VII Remake for a couple of parts. And I did have to turn down the difficulty from, like, normal to easy to get through the last part of the game. But I don't care. Storyline is amazing, so. Speaking of guides, I actually, like, right in the uh, drawer next to me, I have the Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII strategy guide. I have two of those sitting in my I house. I have the Metal Gear Solid 3 strategy guide. I have the Pokemon Blue and Red strategy guide. I have Diamond and Pearl. I have... I, I at one point got so into just collecting the strategy guides. Um... There's the Full Metal Alchemist one. There's my Crisis Core one. And I just collect them because they're pretty. I collect a lot of things because they're pretty. And what's interesting is that, you know, I actually have two of those FF7 strategy guides. I bought one off of a friend, I think, like, 
for a little bit lo less than retail price because I thought I had lost my original. I happened to open up one of my boxes in the closet and, uh, and there was the other one. I'm just like, well, fuck. Yeah, this one's falling apart um, mm -hmm. mainly because it's it's as old as the game. Yep, and as Bonds006 says, I have the Tactics Advanced Guide and F Final Fantasy 1 and 2 are handheld. I think, yeah, the Dawn of Souls. I remember when that game came out, I bought the strategy guide to get through that game. I mean, there are some games where you want to buy the strategy guide because it is a, it could be a massive game. You want something to go through, and it may be like a, a, like a collector style, you know? I do know in Japan, a lot of the strategy guides are sort of like not really a strategy guide per se but more like a story you know they they do the whole game like a story so it's kind of fun that way so ichigo how was your week how was your day uh and uh it was fine uh, i just basically worked all week and then um i played a lot of stardew valley um i think i probably put like 40 hours in that game so far. Mm. So. I have a farm. Yay. Um, if any of our listeners play Stardew, uh, I don't really have any other PC friends who play Stardew. So if you want to see my farm, I know Ari does. I know we need to hook up at some point. One of my I know you've been busy though. One of my friends, the, uh, the adorable Mel Beast, she plays Stardew Valley. She's also awesome. Yeah, streaming. I remember yes. seeing because we've raided yep. her a few times. Mm -hmm. So um, I've never played it before and I got into it. Because I was going to do, like, I'm doing Stardew Sundays. I'm building a server, basically, for my community. Okay. So, um, right now, I'm just, I've never played it before. So, I was like, I'll play through it. I'll see what it's like. And I was just like, oh, it's just going to be a little farm simulator and <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I like I see what Mel Beast does that. and stuff. And I'm like, wait, there's, like, politics. There's, like, lots of stuff. <laughs> okay. It is. It is definitely a change from the other games I play, which are like Orwell, which are like super moral dilemmas, politics, <laughs> subterfuge, and death, and like all this dark stuff. And then I go into Stardew, and it's like, you need to milk a cow today. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Everyone's got a story, and not all of them are happy. Yeah, no, and they're not. Like, they're not. And, I mean, I've, I've been trying to, like, make friends with a lot of characters mm -hmm. in there and stuff. I don't want to take too much time. But yeah, so I started Stardew. I got into that fandom, basically. I'm not, like, hard into it. I'm just like, oh, I enjoy this game way too much. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing a lot of Jackbox recently. Mm -hmm. But I've been trying to, like, unplug a lot more. Yeah. Or if I'm, like, on the computer, I'm only doing, like, Stardew or stuff like that. Because I've also been doing a lot of work stuff. So, right. like, invoices and mm -hmm. commission stuff and things like that. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm not spending too much time on the computer. Um because I feel like our world nowadays, it's very easy to do that. Well, yeah, definitely. And Ichigo, the way you're talking about Stardew Valley, like you're saying, it's a game about a farm. You remind me of my best friend Justin when he played Echo the Dolphin for Sega Genesis. And he goes, it's a game about a dolphin. How hard can it be? Famous last words. Little did I know. <laughs> yes. Little did I know. Twenty hours into it, my grandma, my grandfather's ghost comes to me on my farm in a dream. But yeah, no, it's really it's really interesting. And for those who are playing Stardew or into Stardew, I've gotten some really rare events my first mm. time through, which is really weird. So my farm is now Area 51. I've had the meteorite. <laughs> I've had the alien baby. I've had a witch come by. I have a devil chicken. Um, oh, those make great money. And in general, 
from what I've read on the Stardew Guide, the Wiki, and the Reddit, I'm having a very interesting time. <laughs> You're playing going, my peoples. I mean, I think it's very sweet. I like the fact that it is very much more dynamic. Um, a friend, I think I was uh, streaming it the other day, and mm -hmm. someone was like, this is like a, a harder, like, like a more deep version of Animal Crossing. And I was like, I don't know. Animal Crossing stands go hard. Like, I don't know how it compares. But I, I mean, not for nothing. Look how fast those Amiibo cards sold out. The oh salt God, on my timeline. No, I swear when I opened up Facebook, I swear I walked into a salt mine. Okay. It wasn't just a salt mine, but it's like, it's like the whole thing with like the Pokemon cards. But anyway, um, not to get off topic mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I did this week. And not for nothing. For those of you who are looking for those Sanrio cards, if you just want the characters, the furniture and all of that, just go on AliExpress and drop the six, seven bucks Wait about a month and you'll get it. Or go on to Etsy and buy a pack. Because these are reprints from the original release from 2016 in Japan. Unless you want them for collectors. If you want for collector items, then I understand. But if you just want the items for the game, you have options. So. Anywho, so my weekend day has been the same old, same old. My tax return finally came through. And, I'm, and the funny thing is, I'm sitting there watching my watching my tax return clear in my account i'm like it hits it's pending i'm like oh okay it'll clear the next day i log into my account still pending next day log into my account still pending i'm just like is the government just fucking with me right now must be isn't that what the government does well <laughs> especially when it comes to money so you know so that finally cleared, and I just treated myself to all of the DLC for Soccer Wars. So it was like twenty five bucks. So you know, and you know, it, it it's for different outfits and stuff. So I'm like, well, it's a fun game. And as Podculture says, the government ganked my return. Long, yeah, uh, New York State did that to me a couple of years back, but I fixed that, and I've been fighting Jersey about that. But that's been resolved over a year ago. So then I started playing this game called Outriders. Some call it as long the lines of Destiny 2. I haven't played Destiny 2. I could basically tell you it's a third-person version of Borderlands. And I have to say, this is the first game in a very long time where I've actually gotten up, had coffee, read Facebook, 30 minutes later, go over to the bed, turn on the Xbox, and start playing. I cannot remember the last game I went this deep into. It's just fun. Especially the fact that it's on Game Pass day one. I was like, thank you, Microsoft. Thank you, Square Enix. And that's all I have been playing. And after I do all the edits and stuff, I'm probably going to drop another two or three hours into the game tonight. Oh, God. It's just, I just enjoy it. Especially the fact that, you know, I'm playing as a Technomancer, which is a lot of sniping. And I'm just sitting there taking all this damage, and I'm just sniping them one at a time across the board. And I'm just like, I think at this point, I should see if I can plug in my mouse and keyboard, see how much more accurate I can get. But, you know, enough about that. Yeah, uh, pod culture. Yeah. If you like Borderlands, you're going to enjoy Outriders. And Bonzo Six says that still pending teasing is the worst. And don't get me started with New Jersey and taxes. Yeah. 
I worked in Jersey and I had to pay double taxes. So, you know, yeah. And that, and that was just a trip and a half. So, you know. Uh, let's see. Housekeeping. Um, our 500th episode is coming up in seven weeks. So we got to do something for it, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, if you have any ideas, so just drop us a line, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We might just have a chill day or something like that, or might talk about our favorite moments just on the show. We'll figure something out, so, you know, for housekeeping. And that's basically is that, uh, AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, Geek Roundtable. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about some of the geekier stuff in our lives, so cool stuff, you know, so... Ari, you take it away while I go grab something from the back. So, Ari, you have no voice. Okay, sorry about that because uh, things are screwing up. But yeah, here's my new printer. I ended up getting it with uh, birthday money. Finally got around to uh, hooking it up the other day. Very nice piece of machinery, at least I think. Yeah, I know. Given uh, what my weekend day has been like, and uh, I come back to this, it is kind of a uh, dull, huh? No, I think it's cool. Is it like a scanner, copier, and a fax? No, I'm kidding. Is it a well, scanner, I copier? A, I don't have a fax line in here, so mm. yeah, it is a scan and copy. That's nice. I have one of those too, and they're very, very helpful. So oh, you got a new that's printer? That's gonna be really good. What'd you say, Rama? Did you get a new printer? Yeah. Ooh, Epson. I see you're a man of culture as well. Because <laughs> I, I have an Epson right here, and I just used it a couple of days, like a few days ago, to print out my um my appointment for my uh, second COVID shot. So. Yeah, the other. The old one was uh, kind of on its last legs, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I just decided, now I need to upgrade. I'll mm -hmm. probably just donate the other one to, like, Goodwill, because I don't think I'm going to get much for it if I try and sell it. Gotcha. And as um, Sia DeBerry says, hey, a few months back, my day was made by buying a carpet sweeper. H here's the thing. When we were kids and teenagers, if you like to play video, it was all about getting that video game or that console. Now it's adulting makes you happy, okay? I remember when I replaced the, the shower the shower head in my in my bathroom and I was like, I felt so proud. I'm like, this is something cool to have. Or when I put up hooks for my keys in the apartment when I put that up, like putting up a curtain after not having one for about eight years. It's the little adulting things. And I remember getting excited on finding a good deal on a vacuum cleaner. Okay. I, 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 yeah. You're de we, you know you're adults when, when, you, when appliances make you happy. Okay. <laughs> you're no, you know you're an adult when socks make you happy. Look. No little kid likes socks. Me as an adult, give me all the socks. I mean, I don't know what kind of socks you were getting, but I like socks. She likes toe socks. Ah, the beans, the beans. I do. I, I like the bean socks. Um, but I actually, uh, 
because I, I I haven't seen a couple of friends for a while, so um, we exchanged birthday and Christmas gifts. Aww. So um, I I have now um, a, a new pack of Mario Brothers theme socks. Oh, that's nice. But I also have a pack of Cheech and Chong socks. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Socks are awesome. Alright, alright, Mako-chan. Is this your glow worm here that we see? It is not a glow worm, though it is the worm. It's the worm! Yes, uh, I... I my, my original obsession with the labyrinth, um, you know, various plush and various dolls uh, but my plush of the worm was one of the first and uh, he is one of my little favorite Muffets from the movie just because you know he's so very British with his tea and his <laughs> uh, directions that are incorrect but yeah so uh, I, I do enjoy the worm i do enjoy the movie the labyrinth it is one of my favorite movies um so yeah now you guys get to stare into the eyes of this creepy creepy ass plushie well at least it's not hypnotoad it could be oh god uh, the eyes are that bad i know of course now of course i moved it and it doesn't want to stay there we go but yes, the eyes are like really huge and they're very, very weird. Um, so it would definitely make a good hypnotoad. Hmm. So you have hypnoworm. <laughs> Lord. Ichigo, what's up for Geek Roundtable? Well, uh, today, I guess, well, one, falling into Stardew Valley rabbit hole, which is a rabbit hole, mm -hmm. I guarantee you. I guarantee. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I also invested in this guy, uh, this lady. Um, my husband it. has apparently called her my voodoo doll, mm. um, and I don't practice, so I don't call her that, but, uh, she is a basically a one quarter, uh, scale. I'm sorry. She's like disappearing. She's, um, invisibility cloaked for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's basically a quarter or like a third. No, I think she's like a quarter size mannequin. And so what she's going to do is help me, um, drape things on stream for people to see uh, for pattern making and stuff like that because oh, okay. I am the cosplay nerd. Um, so that is what I do. But yeah, so I picked her up for like 20 bucks and she's a little banged, a little bruised, a little brittle but I'm going to paint her up or cover her with fabric and she'll be lovely. So I'm excited about that. That's cool. Alright, before I talk about, you know, my, my thing that I bought, here's another thing for adulting, you know. I made curry in my Instant Pot, and I'm just sitting here going, well, damn, if I knew it was, gonna, it was this simple to do, I would have done this a long time ago. And there I am getting all giddy over making Japanese curry in my Instant Pot because I hadn't had curry in God knows how long, so. But I think I'm going to do another batch, like, in the next couple of weeks, but... I've noticed, you know, one of the things I've done, I've been doing over the last several weeks is kind of wean myself off of Facebook. I mean, just kind of share a couple of articles here, make a post, and then just leave the computer and go watch anime or play video games. 
you know, and and what I tend to do is like, you know, if I go out, I'll flip up mobile and just read a few things and then just go away. I'm not trying to completely walk away, but just read, kind of be in the norm on some stuff. Because I know I've missed a lot and it's quite all right. Now, one of the things I've decided to do is no pod culture. It's not because I keep getting jailed by Zuck. It's <laughs> The truth is, I realize there are people talking, posting some real outlandish shit. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I cannot interact with a few of y'all. I need to go do something else. So, I went out and I bought this. It is a new... It is another carrying case for my Nintendo Switch. But this is designed for the Switch itself. One Whatever game is in there and that's it. So, when I go to the laundromat or the postal... If I'm just going somewhere for a while, I just pop my Switch in here and I just take it with me and that's it. And... To make sure, and I carry this. This is basically like a little extension cable, but I plug it into the volume. I plug it into the earphone jack. That way, I don't have to mess with the volume controls on the console and just go about my merry little way. That's all. <coughs> and I have like a ton of games on there, so I just play whatever games I've downloaded or whatever game is in the system, and that's it. It's my way of kind of you know keep my still have a social media presence, but just kind of keep it down because the less I am on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that, the more free time I have to catch up with anime and play video games and all that good stuff. So, you know. Anywho, um, I knew there was one thing I, I forgot to post here and the, and the whole thing just messed up. All right. Thank you, Windows um, Insiders Build. I owe you one. All right. Okay. Now, it's time for one of my hot takes. And I know we have discussed this on on the show a couple of times in the past. But in one of the Sailor Moon groups that I'm in, Someone posted pictures of them buying the entire Sailor Moon um, S series on two DVDs and another two set of DVDs for the original series. And people are talking about, oh, where can I get this? Oh, where can I buy this? And my response is, why are you buying bootlegs? Please stop. Now, I do understand the nostalgia behind the original dub. And I think ev everyone on this show remembers watching the original dub. So, For there, better or worse. Yeah, but there is some meaning to it. And I think we all have some type of connection to it. And yes, it does kind of suck that that dub no longer exists. We have a brand new dub. But I don't think you should be spending exuberant amounts of money to get your hands on it. I mean, if you don't like the dub that Viz has done, put it in the subtitle format. That's it. Watch it subtitled. That's it. But then you get into the subs versus dubs argument and it just gets even worse. I don't give a damn about the sub versus dubs war anymore. To me, that's uh, irrelevant. Why, but you know, people won't stop people. 
Yes, and I see it to Barry says, the original dub was wicked cool. I see what you did there, sir. You know, I, I, I'm just... Uh, you know, and I see this a lot, not just with Sailor Moon, but with other series, you know. I mean, yeah, if I could, I would buy PGSM on DVD one way or another. But I have it as a digital copy. Yes, I have a digital copy of the live-action Ron the One-Half film because it's not released here. And there are bootlegs of that all over Amazon with, with cheap subs. I'm just like, no. Yes, we enjoyed the dub, but remember, a lot was edited out. A lot didn't make sense. And then Pioneer brings us S and Supers, and they did our best with Kissing Cousins to kind of make shit make, shit make sense, so. I'm just, you know, can, can we not? If you're going to, if you, if you just, just buy what's available and support the series. Th th that's all I'm asking. Thoughts, anyone? I currently still have downloaded copies of the original dub of Sailor Moon on my computer. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I have that is because I am waiting for an ultimate box set to come out. Because right now, I believe all of the seasons are out, but they're yep. out in volume one and volume two. Mm-hmm. I want a complete box set and I know it's going to be expensive, but I don't need the extras on the DVDs. I just want a complete box set. And if I have to drop $300 on a complete box set, I'm okay with that. But until that box set is out, I'm not buying all of these small individual things. However, again, I have planned that once the box set comes out, I will buy it. Mm-hmm. It'll be like going back to the days of buying like three or four episodes on a single DVD. Yeah. And right. Also, I hate the uh, Deke theme song. Fighting evil by moonlight. Yeah, that one. I, I thought it was cute. I actually liked the background music from the dub. It was it was fine. I have digital copies of those of those soundtracks. So. I mean, ha yeah, have I, you... I have a cassette tape of. Uh what i guess would really? be lunar rock i had the cassette tape of the original i don't know yeah. i don't know if it's still in storage or not i have to eventually make my way back to my storage and check i know i i know there's still some gems in it i need to grab so you know so enough about that let's talk about some good stuff some amazing stuff like one of the greatest uh Japanese anime singers of all time, Megumi Hayashibara. Nice. She did the greatest thing ever. On her birthday, nonetheless. Available on all stream, basically on Spotify, you can you can stream all of her albums, all 41 singles, all, all of it. It's just wow. And I actually own one of her albums, uh, Spear. It's sitting up on the shelf back there. It's really good, you know. And for That's those a hell of, of a catalog. Yep. And for those of you who don't know who Megumi Hayashibara is, she voiced Jesse from Team Rocket from Pokemon, Faye Valentine, 
um, Ray Ayanami in, in, in Evangelion, and girl type Ranma from Ranma One Half, as well as Lime from Saber Marionette J. So, and and it's amazing. So you can check out her entire catalog on Apple Music, Spotify, Line Music, Amazon Music, AWA. KK Box, Rec Music, and D Hits. And it is a couple of C, uh, streaming sites I've never heard of. But definitely, if you want to hear some real great anime music from old school to new and her original work, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. Definitely check them out. So I am really hype about that. And. Her new, her new single, uh, Soul Salvation. It's the new theme for the new Shaman King series. It's also available on there. And if I'm not mistaken, she did um, Oversoul from the original uh, Shaman King series as well. So, so that I wouldn't I be surprised because the, uh, early... for Shaman King, they got basically everybody back to do yeah. what they could. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me look it up real quick. Um, Sh Shaman King Oversoul. Uh, no, no, that's that's um talking about the um about the thing. I'm looking for the song. And um, in our chat here at Twitch.tv/slash/AnimeJamSession, we have Siadaviri saying, and she has a book out about how her voice acting work affected her life. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week, or I know I talked about that with somebody, but yeah. Oversold, Megumi Hayashibar, opening theme to Shaman King. Yep. I'm kind of excited to check out that series again. I never... Yeah, I can't wait to watch the new series. Yeah, so many people are pissed at it. It's Netflix locked, and I'm just like, well, you're just going to have to wait. But then you got people who are paying who are paying for VPN services just to watch it in Japanese, and half of them don't even understand Japanese because, yeah, like they're going to supply you with English subtitles. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited that it's actually a 52 episode series yeah. instead of a 26 episode series. Now, here's the thing about that. I like the fact that we're getting more anime as 12 episode series. It's sort of like a way to test the waters and see how well it will do. But one thing that sucks is that sometimes they have to fit so much into 12 episodes that you miss something here and there. And it kind of annoys me. Like, they did that with uh, Soccer Wars. They assumed so much stuff happened in the background. You know, you had to assume all this is happening. But I'm like, yes, I you get that. You have to watch this stuff over and over again just to catch all the references. No, it's not even that. It's more like they... A lot of stuff happened in the background, which I get, but I would like to have seen some of that animated and see how some of the characters develop and so forth, you know, but it, it is what it is, so, so I, 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 I get it. Hopefully, you know, we'll get another 12 episodes. Fuck it, just put it on the 13 episodes and give us another 13, you know. I kind of miss those days, but it's completely understandable. Okay, next up is... More Sarah Miyu. So Sailor Moon stage musical is returning in September after COVID-19 delay. 
The official website for Naoko Takeuchi's Sailor Moon franchise announced on Thursday that Sailor Moon stage musicals will return with the Kaguya Hime no Koibito production this September in Tokyo. The production will relaunch with the cast and staff reuniting. The first band, batch of advanced tickets will be available to members of the franchise's official Pretty Guardians fan club, which is very big in Japan. Uh-huh. The Kaguya Hime no Koibito musical was originally planned to debut in summer 2019, but then was delayed to summer 2020. It was delayed again due to the new coronavirus disease. The musical shares the same title as a short manga that inspires the Sailor Moon S, the movie anime film. The recent Sailor Moon series of musicals began with Bishoujo Shenji Sailor Moon La Reconquista, which I have cosplayed from, yep, yep. color. Um, and 2013 to celebrate the manga's 20th anniversary. The fourth of the new stage musicals, Bishoujo Senshi Sailor Moon Le Movement Finale, ran in Japan from September to October 2017. The musical's final performance, recorded on October 1st, 2017 in Osaka, screened in theaters in the United States in March 2018, and also screened in theaters in Canada in early April 2018. Mm. Oh my god, that was three years ago! Yep. Yeah, it was three years ago. Holy <laughs> shit. The franchise Time also... Time has fallen apart before our very eyes. Yes, time dysphoria right is all sorts of screwed up right now. Uh, Co- contrast Pluto, our use when we it. thought these days would lead forever, would stay uh. forever, <laughs> last forever. That's that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Uh, the franchise also received a new stage musical starring the members of uh, Nogizaka 46 Idol Group. The musical ran at the Tenotsu gallery theater in tokyo in june 2018 and the tbs akasaka uh act theater or act theater in tokyo september 2018 the sailor moon the super live stage performance show had a preview run uh at the aiia 2.5 theater tokyo in august and september 2018 before having performances at the palais de congress de paris in november 2018 as part of the japonisms uh, 2018 event in Paris, France. They, they've been around. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. A separate Prism on Ice show starring professional figure skater uh, Evgenia Medvedeva as Sailor Moon uh, would have opened last June, but is now slated for this June. So there's a lot going on in the world of Sailor Moon. Yep. And I remember seeing this pop up. A lot of people thought this was an April Fool's joke, but, you know, it's not. It's not, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I can tell. Well, the whole the, the whole uh, thing is basically going to be Luna-centered, so yay! Yeah, but like three of the five acts are going to deal with her, deal with Luna reacting to Usagi shit. Mm. Like if well, yeah, like yes if Minaka and... was the focus, it would be the same thing with Artemis. Yes and no, but this is going to be the first time that we actually get Human Luna in one of the musicals. So I'm really, really excited to see how they do that, what they do with it. Um, I mean, the story is very cute. It was, you know, a little manga short, and then they made it into one of the movies. So I'm looking forward to see how they end up dealing with this, but I'm really excited to see what they do with Human Luna. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Oh, Ari, what's going on with All Might and Deadpool? 
The crossover oh you never thought would happen. So we've seen Marvel and manga crossover stuff before for promotional events. And the first person they usually go to is Deadpool. Uh, the first official manga and Marvel co collaboration is here called Deadpool Samurai, which is currently being serialized on Digital Shonen Jump Plus platform, <clears throat> having an appearance by none other than All Might from My Hero Academia. The promotional page shown off on official Shonen Jump Plus Twitter account sees Wade Wilson being carried in All Might's arms with the number one hero saying his famous I am here line. And Deadpool just looks delighted over this. Yeah, I, I'm going to post, I, I will see about posting a picture in the on the stream. Deadpool's been known to jump through mar various Marvel and sometimes non-Marvel universes, like some people go through, you know, mangas. But this is the first time an official Marvel release has crossed over with a manga series, so if we're going to be, though if it was going to be any series, it would, pro it would be My Hero Academia. It's well known that, that manga called Kohei Her Horikoshi is a huge fan of American superhero comics, so the collaboration was bound to happen sooner or later, especially since both series are published by Shueisha in Japan. And, uh... Look at him, he looks so precious. Well, that, and it's, it's suggesting that, uh, Deadpool hopping between universes will, uh, will, will solve all these who would win in a fight arguments mm. from both, uh, manga characters and, uh, you know, Marvel comic book characters. What is his quirk? He can swear. <laughs> Dead, no, his, his quirk is that Deadpool is a weeb. Deadpool well, is a weeb. Well, yeah. Deadpool is a, is a weeb, and he's pro-women's rights, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, what more can you ask for? Well, I can ask for a lot. But... Down, girl! <laughs> what? I wasn't even going there that time. Better safe than sorry. Uh, I need to put alcohol in this. <laughs> put a little in there for me, so... Well, this is my first time drinking out of it legit, so mm. I'm just testing the waters with uh, water. Fair enough. I will say that there is not enough alcohol in the world to be able to sufficiently deal with me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, moving right along. Uh, this one was specially requested by you, Mako. Yes, it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about a game that I started playing on my phone um, almost a year ago. Not quite, but um, it, I was going a little bit crazy with it because, you know, it has really cute guys and they're all basically um, dealing with demons that are versions of Satan Lucifer. Um, it was called, or it is called, Obey Me. Well, come to find out that it became so popular that it is getting a TV anime. <laughs> so, the premise of the game, it's kind of like a dating game, but it's also kind of, you know, kind of a music game, a rhythm game. Um, but you do have to attempt to woo certain characters, um, to be able to unlock cards and get special gifts and things like that uh, to unlock their outfits and such. 
but they are making an anime out of it. They are not only using the same voice actors from the game, they are using the same uh, animation company. Yep. Uh, it's Colored Pencil Animation Japan. They are responsible for the uh, OP animation from the original game. They are bringing in the same music that will uh, that is in the game into the anime. Um, it does not look like they do have a preview of it, uh, just like a little special uh, little thing. Um, it does have English uh, subtitles because the game itself is in Japanese, but they did bring it over to the U.S. with English subtitles. Um, so it is it is a cute game. It's a fun game. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what they do with the anime. Um, I doubt that it's going to be a harem-type anime. I think it's just going to be about the brothers. But I, I really liked the actual plot from the game and how they did it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how much of that they put into the anime as well. So if you like your cute boys or you like demons and devils, uh, definitely check out Obey Me. Uh, Mako? Yes, I'm drooling. Mm -hmm. I just wanted want to know. Yeah, just, just a reminder. Yeah. We yes, can't see it, but we know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's actually, the game itself is really fun. Um, it's one of those games that it, it's a time waster. You don't have to spend money on it, though if you do, you know, there are certain perks. But the, the plot for it is really, really interesting. It actually goes into a lot of the um, Judo-Christian mythos on the fall of Lucifer and uh, the war between heaven and hell. So it's actually, it's actually a really deep-thinking kind of game wrapped up in a dating sim. Hmm. But as per all dating sims, the seven brothers all have... They're, they're based... Their base personality is based on the seven deadly sins. So each one has a specific. Oh god. Yeah, it, they have a specific, I guess, um, point in life that is based off of the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. So their base personality is also based off of that, but most of them are based off of um, Lucifer, Satan, type of demonology i guess um only because i know that most of the names that are used i've heard in connotation with you know that kind of stuff but it's it's actually as i said it's really cute game um the animation from the game is really good and just the little short animation that they've come out with is very cute it's kind of funny um, giving you basically a detailed look into what those personalities are. And uh, yes, I'm a Satan fan girl. He's the book nerd. All right. I, I, I'm sorry, but looking at this and hearing you describe this, only one thing comes to mind. What? Detective! What? Uh you yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm referencing, I'm talking about the TV show Lucifer. 
that's okay. yeah, that's what I that and he always refers to the, to the woman as detective, and I was trying to do it in his his little British like voice, so you know. You failed, but yeah, that's I know. Okay. <laughs> I knew I was gonna fail when I when I was going to do it. I knew that, but I'm like, if you're gonna go, go all out. That's just what comes to mind. See, Lucifer shows up in his suit, going detective. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do have to admit that um, I, I do have a fondness for Satan and Lucifer from this series. And as you get into the series, you find out why those two would, I guess, be matchy-matchy. <laughs> Somebody's being a little yaoi fangirlish. No, um, no, that's actually quite disturbing to think about knowing um, because they all are brothers, but just specifically between the two of them, that's, that's, uh, I guess it's more kinky than disturbing. <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil it, but like in my head, I know everything that, you know, why they act the way that they do and everything that's going on. And it's, it's disturbing, but. You know, it, it's one of those that I think everybody has had a kink with. Everybody. It may be disturbing, but you're enjoying every single minute of it. Oh, hell yes. There you go. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> All right. And to wrap things up. Uh, we're talking a little bit of Love Live and and a lot of Love Live. First up, it seems that we're going to have a collaboration with Crayon Shinchan. That's kind of disturbing. But that's just me. So, starting uh, June 25th of this year, there will be specialty items... Collaboration items between Love Life Sunshine and Crayon Shinchan on in some retail stores and Namco Bandai's online shop. The collaboration with this is based on the fact that Aquors, the school idol group from Love Life Sunshine, is celebrating its fifth anniversary, and Shinosuke Nohara, from who's known as Shinchan, is five years old. The members of Aquors are drawn in Shinchan style which are available for purchase as t-shirts, phone cases, and other items. Um, Pre-orders will be opening up um, for some items 11 o'clock on April 14th until 11.59 on May 5th, Japanese Standard Time at Aeon Store. And if you go to the official YouTube page, there is a special video to announce the collaboration project. So... And you can get acrylic stands, uh, key holders, can badges, clear files, smartphone cases, I mentioned, card cases, tote bags, mini pouches, shirts, and a whole lot more. And I freaking need something from this collaboration. I, I don't just care have way what too it many is. Damn questions about this collab. Uh, well, there are there are resources on where you can get where you can get your hands on that. So, here is a picture of them, in Shinchan style. It's adorable, but yet disturbing. That's just me. 
Oh, it definitely is disturbing, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm such a fan of Shin Chan and just seeing them in that art style. I, I need something from this collection. Mm. I, I, I have to. Honestly, I'm not that surprised that, I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised at the collaboration because to me as brands, they have two different kind of messages, but True. I like them in this style. And a lot of that is because it's got that retro quality to it with like, um, what Maybe is it's because their clash, their art styles clash so much with one another. It's not so much it's that the art styles no. clash. It's more so that, like, the meme style is in right now. Like, for that kind of crossover, this is a very successful crossover for basically two well-loved and very, but, you know, yeah. popular series. And also, you know, the Shinchan style is quite unique, so that's going to really make take notice. It's sort of like as if they did the girls of Aquas into the style of Osamatsu-san. You know, that Osamatsu uh -huh. is also a unique style, so, you know. Is it bad, though, that I would like to see how they would have done Shin-Chan in their style? So mm. turning the girls and giving them Shin-Chan style while making Shin-Chan into their art style? Oh, trading art Oh, yeah. God. I could kind of see it. I feel like he would look like a little delinquent school kid. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, he would he would be one of those kids that's, like, misbehaves and has a shaved head kind of thing. Like, not, like, fully shaved, like, bald, but, like, mm -hmm. those really short buzz cuts, you know? He would have a bowl cut of sorts. Oh, who is it? There is a character that I imagine, like, I can see Shin-Chan is, and I don't remember what show he's from. But if I remember, I'll let you guys know. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and thank you, uh, Pod Culture, for gifting a tier one tier sub into our community. That's awesome. Way to go, Pod Culture! Thank you, thank you. And there is art. Yeah, of... I got it. Nice. Mm -hmm. There is art of uh, the first group of girls from Love Live in Shin Chan's art style. What? Wait, did I did I did I miss that? Um, let me see if I can pull it up because it was, yeah, here we go. Let me see if I can I'm looking at this. the page and I didn't see it. I mean, I like, I'm okay with how they did Johanny. That wasn't so bad, so. And I have zero emotional attachment to anything Love Lies, so I'm just... This is like one of those art trades you see on Twitter. They're like, draw mm -hmm. this character in this style. Nah, and I totally get that. It's on Facebook, and I can't figure out. Just go to the image and right-click and copy address. Yeah, I know. I was trying to get it because there's multiple. Oh, okay. Well, while you bring Because, like, they do individuals of everybody too gotcha. so while you bring that up let me bring up like there. the last um love live article like actually you know let me open this up real quick <laughs> and i'll just see what we got here all right that's not so bad that that really isn't okay Th that really isn't so bad so here is um muse It's not so bad. Mm 
But I question the uniforms because that's not their normal uniforms, but maybe it's from Shin Chan's universe, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would be um, one of the uniforms, like the higher graded uniforms from Shin Chan. Okay, that's what I was thinking, yeah. It's not bad. Alright, so now we get into our last story of the of the night. Um, we're going to talk about yet another Love Live series, Love Live Superstar. The new series starts July 2021. And earlier this week, uh, the new group from it, Lealia, uh, revealed their um, their visual on YouTube. And it's a five-girl team this time around. So, it's slightly different, but, you know, I think you can get, you could develop and go a little bit further with, with a five-person team than you could with a... Um, Nine person or ten person team because Nijigasaki was a little bit confusing for me. So, I guess less care, like less amount of a uh, time spent on character development to uh, divide up. You see, the first two seasons, they, the the characters all kind of blended in with each other per se, <laughs> whereas Nijigasaki, each character, each girl had their own episode with their own background and solo song. So. Which was kind of, which was interesting. And I'm sitting here going, well, when are they going to announce the group name? And then I was like, oh, they're all solo. So, and, and there's your group there, Lealia. Uh, let's see. So it seems that Takahiko Kyogu, who worked on the first series, is coming back as director. Uh, Juki Hanada is writing the scripts at Sunrise. Well, at least we know Sunrise is doing the animation for this because Nijigasaki's animation was nice and clean. Um, looks like uh, the original series, Nijigasaki High School Idol Club, will be re-airing this year starting um, April 11th at 7 p.m. And I guess that'll lead right into... Um, Love Life Superstar in July. That'll be interesting. Right, now that we got that out the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan. I think I'll take the last one. Okay. I'll take the first one. I'll take the second one. Okay. Oh. Because the second one is like that's a love that's a level of pettiness that I, I could I would love to achieve. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I started reading that. And I'm like, is this pimp my ride? When we get to that story, you'll, we'll explain what we when we get to there. But for now, please take away, take it away. <laughs> So, uh, considering that this brand has a very large following and a large name, you would hope that they would actually have an understanding of cultures outside of their own. Mm. However, uh, that is not the case for Valentino, uh, as they sparked outrage with an insincere, insincere apology for disrespecting Japanese culture in a photo shoot. The model uh, daughter of former SMAP member gets caught up in controversy involving shoes and kimono. 
There are a lot of rules surrounding polite and respectful behavior in Japan, particularly when it comes to traditional culture like kimono and everyday customs like removing your shoes when indoors. Showing respect for these traditions is such an important part of Japanese culture that any departure from convention is likely to spark ire or disdain. You gave me this article because it's got the hard words in it, didn't you, Ranma? <laughs> no, you picked that on your own. Uh, I did, yes, this is true. Uh, so when luxury Italian fashion house Valentino released images showing a Japanese model walking on a kimono obi sash while wearing shoes, the internet erupted in outrage, and rightly so. The photo shoot for the brand spring-summer 2021 Valentino Calizione Milano for Women collection in Japan featured Japanese model Koki, or the well-known daughter of Takuya Kimura, former SMAP or SMAP boy band member, <laughs> and it's one SMAP. of the nation's yeah. most famous. SMAP. I just I wanted to say that, so I thought it, it looked funny. It looks so like a good. Um, one of the nation's most famous stars. Uh, Kim Taku is also what he's known as, and his daughter Mitsuki, or Koki, um, is in the article. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think I posted that. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it was this year, Valentino shoot that caught, caught everybody's attention, though, as photos for the collection showed Koki sitting on a narrow ship, strip of cloth resembling an obi sash, um, which is usually worn at the waist with kimono. Um... Yeah. I mean, if they had just left out a piece of brocade or they had done something mm -hmm. where she was wearing some a garment that was maybe like a slit skirt or something like that, mm -hmm. I could see it being better. But no, it is it is it is vehemently like a strip of fabric that is about the size of a, an obi. Um, the images from the photo shoot shocked people around Japan who couldn't believe the disrespectful behavior they were seeing. Uh, comments uh, are as follows from netizens. This makes me feel as if Japanese culture is being trampled on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, for anybody who's reading, this is, a, this is appropriation, not appreciation. Okay? So if you had, like, questions about how to appreciate a culture versus appropriating, Valentino right now is appropriating. Um, if an obi artisan were to see this, they'd keel over. Japanese people know how to treat an obi carefully, so the idea of sitting or trampling on it is inconceivable. It's like walking on a Valentino dress with shoes on. How would they feel about that? This is terrible. The obi is neither a runway yukata nor a tarp pollen. It's part of a kimono. The person in charge should come out and explain themselves. Adding insult to injury was the fact that the promotional video for the collection showed the model wearing shoes while inside what appears to be a Japanese home. For many of our followers, uh, you'll know that that is a big cultural no-no. Uh, and another cultural taboo that viewers were quick, quick to criticize. Following the negative reaction online, Valentino pulled the photos and video from their official website and social media accounts and issued an apology in both Japanese and English. The apology read, basically, it has recently been brought to our attention that they shot some ads in Japan with a Japanese model, include cuts that unintentionally feature um, a model sitting or stepping on a Japanese fabric, which recalls a traditional obi. It doesn't look just like fabric, Valentino, you know this. Sorry. Uh, the fabric unwittingly resembles a Japanese traditional obi, and Maison Valentino deeply apologizes. No. Um... The apology seems to have missed the mark in Japan, however, with a lot of people talk, taking the issue with the fact that the company appears to be trying to dodge cr criticism Whoops. and claiming any similarity between Obi and the cloth used in the image was unintentional. 
netizens were quick to comment back the problem isn't whether the fabric is an obi or not it's the fact that someone is trampling on something that looks like an obi like a foreign country trampling on japanese culture what kind of cloth is it if it isn't an obi it's an obi their bad loser behavior makes me feel sick this isn't an apology at all it's like they're making us out to be fools do they really think it's okay to say it's not a kimono obi this apology is just adding fuel to fire etc etc you'll see many of these comments in like similar mm-hmm. um if you think of kimono as a type of national costume, you can see why this is out of line. A Japanese clothing maker made a commercial showing someone trampling on national costumes from other countries. It'd be serious. The majority of Japanese comments online say the apology lacks sincerity. Basically, your apology sucks, Valentino, and you should feel bad. Uh, and the fact that it's only been an issue as an image on the brand's Japanese and English language Twitter accounts has left a bad taste in many people's mouths as well. Uh, Valentino is now involved in a second backlash from the campaign, and it's yet to be revealed whether the company will attempt to redeem themselves with a reworded apology, um, and considering that they want to be an international brand and they disrespect their international clientele, mm. uh, they need to pull back. <laughs> Just a little. Take a step back. From a fellow... get somebody fired at Versace. <laughs> Valentino. But you get it. <laughs> Versace was doing this. Mm. No, it's it's Valentino. They're the ones that make the bag. If you remember the vine of like the girls telling her mom that she spilled the lipstick in her white Valentino purse, that 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 that's Valentino. Um, I was just saying that if it was a company, a different fashion company, they would have been fired before the uh, apology hit the internet. Yeah, no, they probably got fired or let go uh, before that stuff hit the internet and uh, no longer have a job. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I can't believe, I can't believe he's done this. I, <laughs> I can't believe the brand did this. Honestly, they've been an international brand for so many decades that it's, I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm aghast. This is a gigantic lapse in judgment. It's a gigantic lapse in judgment. And it's not just like a situation where it's a piece of fabric that like, Oh no! Oh no! It looks like an obi. No, it it legitimately looks like an obi. Especially if this is your if your if your customer base is from a country that might you know mistake it for a part of national culture. I feel like you should have. I don't know. Maybe a, a person who understands that culture that you might be selling to, but that's just me. Mm. There's your other hot take for the day. <laughs> From one indie brand to another. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right. Now, now our second story is, yo, dog, I heard you like 7-Eleven, so we put a 7-Eleven in your 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the hot pocket inside a hot pocket tastes just like a hot pocket. Basically, but does it? But it's not full of sadness. <laughs> this, this is the the American equivalent of a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks. <laughs> no, well, yeah, and then you find out the other Starbucks is being walled over. <sighs> this this is just petty, but I, I get it. <laughs> So what happened was 7-Eleven is building another 7-Eleven in the parking lot of another 7-Eleven. So it's 7-Eleven-ception. <laughs> and I think we might have discussed this. I don't remember. But... No. 
This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Okay. I know we talked about a 7-Eleven before. So, I, I think we've spoken about the original 7-Eleven. Okay. And how much uh, Japan loves them. Mm. No, so. about, no, about this particular original 7-Eleven. I believe we actually spoke about it because yep. um, we went into how basically he couldn't get any more product. Yep. So, he was just staying open and selling whatever was left on the shelves. Yep. It was a going out of business sale. Sort of. So, basically what happened is, for almost all of 2019, one lone 7-Eleven franchisee in Higashioka City, City Osaka, made national headlines after it, changed to, after it challenged the corporate policy of staying open 24 hours a day. And, he based, and the franchise owner says, lack of staff, and he started closing his store overnight. Owner's name is Matoshi Matsumoto. So what happened was on December 31st, the company ended their contract with Matsumoto claiming that they had received complaints about the way he treated customers. Normally this would mean the shop would close, but Matsumoto surprised everyone by continuing to run the store for a few weeks after. Well now. So after so basically what the what the franchisee owner has said is that he would not accept termination of the contract until a court ruled on it. So he kept running the store with a skeleton crew without any 7-Eleven amenities, like an official cash register, ATM, prepaid cards, until everything was empty, sold. So the store was vacant for most of 2020 with a sign in the window that said, closed due to legal battle and COVID-19. So, and 7-Eleven was like, you got to close. You have to close. And they basically issued him an ultimatum saying that if Matsumoto did not surrender ownership of the store by March 29th, they would build another temporary shop in the parking lot of the existing one. Now, but that, but, would be the, uh, but that would be corporate wasting their resources to uh, get back at him. Well, yeah, but when you got money like that, it's okay to be, I guess, that kind of petty, I guess, you know. Now, the courts tried to intervene in fearing that the situation was going to go much more crazier. But Matsumoto said he would never give up because he, it would feel that if he did, 7-Eleven was in the right. So, on April 1st, Construction began on a 7-Eleven in the parking lot of another 7-Eleven. And yes, I double-checked to make sure that this was a serious thing and not some April Fool's prank that they were pulling. Um, if you actually go to the article and go, because this is actually on um, the NH NHK uh, website, you actually get photos and the interview with the guy is on there. I don't understand Japanese, but it's on there. Uh, you can probably tell what he's saying from the body language and his tone, right? Basically. And probably, maybe if there's sub, if it's on YouTube, sometimes it might be subtitles, but I could be wrong. Just don't set it to auto translate because I've done that. I will never yeah. do that again. So here is a picture as you can see, 
On the right is the existing 7-Eleven. On the left is the wall where they're constructing the new 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay, okay. I have to, you know, I have to say, I, for one, am getting a lot of repeat um, pictures from my last trip to Japan, which was in 2019. So I'm getting a lot of those images back because we were there March, April in 2019. Yeah. And I love Japanese 7-Eleven. Probably more than the next person, but but a lot. Cons like versus American Seven Eleven. I'm sorry, y'all suck. Look, <laughs> oh look, yeah. Oh no, yeah. No Japan, no no. I, I totally get it. I prefer to go to Quick Check or Wawa than Seven Eleven. No, 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 it's yeah. not just Japan. It's basically everybody hmm. but the United States have amazing Seven Elevens. I don't know. We why. have amazing Wawa, so it makes but up. But being it. able to walk into a Seven Eleven on like a cold, rainy day and just get you some boozes, some hot little buns with pork barbecue inside, some lovely fried chicken that is not crappy fried chicken. Mm -hmm. Like, I I like it, but you know it. I don't know about the Seven Eleven honestly. <laughs> Section uh, 11? Section 11. Oh, yeah. thank heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Someone is better one of those, start then, spinning a die. This is one of those, and then God had died. <laughs> so, they're constructing this 7-Eleven. And it's a huge parking lot, so it's probably going to be about the same, almost the same size as the original. You know, my hometown, we would say, like, if you say we're going to the Wawa, we have to be like, which one? Because there's like three. Oh, I totally get that. My hometown has like that. less than 10,000 people in it. This is like the antithesis to Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> They spot a parking lot. <laughs> and they jump on this. You know, in <laughs> our area, if this, if, this happened here, if this happened here and we saw someone building a smaller Wawa inside of a Wawa parking lot, the, the locals would be like, oh, sweet, two Wawas are this close to each other. Right? Honestly, I would too. I freaking love me some Wawa. We got a new Wawa right next to our Walmart. So it's Wawa Walmart. Okay, just so you know, Ichigo, you suck. All right? <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, they closed our 7-Eleven. It's just an empty building. It's been empty for like oh the last four months. Okay. And then, okay, well, and then oh, they, oh, there's more. Like Baba Beans and a nice Chianti on that building right now. Okay, I'm telling look, you. Look, the, across the street used to be a supermarket. It's now been turned into a, a an office an office. Like, Two offices, you know, because three on the other two, three blocks the other direction is another supermarket. So I guess, well, there's one right down there. We don't need this one down here. So I'm just like, I just want a 7-Eleven so I can get a goddamn hot dog, you know? Honestly, these two Wawa's close. Wawa's, I'm still on it. These two 7-Elevens being this close together. It's like, they're like Denny's where they're like, 
like you have two in the area, but you're like, now let's let's not go to this one. Let's go to the good one. <laughs> but also, I mean, in the article, where you, he's... Where you you don't go to it, you wind up at it. See, no, no, I, I see what you're saying because like there's this one place I used to go to on Saturday nights, and when I would leave like this, like, when I would leave like this club, there was like three Seven Elevens. It's like, mm, let me go to this one. At least the food here is good. Whereas the one in the other direction is half ass. But if I don't go to the one that's good, and I go to the one that's around the corner towards the train. It's Mediocre at best, you know? Anyway, let, let me try to fi finish it up. So, the parking lot is owned by a third party, so, you know, there is ish there's beef between that back and forth, you know? But, given how this has been going down and how outspoken Matsumoto has been, uh, the Japanese media has not really paid, painted him in, uh, in a good light. But, Given what's going on here, and on top of what Mako-chan said when she looked up the start of NHK, people are starting to kind of favor him. Like, I, like they're saying, I still think this is the owner's fault, but 7-Eleven is really making themselves look bad here. The company is paying for the land, so they should be able to use it. I stopped trusting 7-Eleven after they constantly lied about their packaging. 7-Eleven collects the highest royalty from franchise holders out of any convenience store chain. They make it hard for them to operate. And... Matsumoto was interviewed by the NHK when the construction began, and he strongly told them that he disapproved of everything, but he had to focus on his ongoing legal battle, and there was nothing he could do about it. And there, now, uh, I'm going to share with y'all another picture with a sign on it, a paper sign there. My apologies if you can't see it that well, because I don't know what the proper resolution is and all of that craziness. But... That paper sign there says, Seven Headquarters, please stop the improper use of force. Uh. Yeah. Even local residents are kind of mixed on the whole thing. It's just... It's like David versus Goliath in a way. So, but Well, yeah. In, in a lot of those kind of situations, especially Japanese franchises like following to the letter i mean anybody going against the grain obviously in japanese culture is like mm -hmm. oh you're an anomaly like you you know it's against the culture and unclean, the fact that like unclean yeah <laughs> uh, non-believer shun you know so it's just unfortunately it's a cultural clash as well as a financial one right so the new build the new cell should be ready to op be open by end of april so if there is a follow-up to this story We'll bring it to you. All right. Moving along. God. Oh, that's me. Yes, it is you. At approximately 2.30 a.m. on the 26th of March in Nakama City, a man smashed through the fence of a yet-to-be-opened shop and armed with two lights and a nylon net, robbed the establishment of roughly 1.1 million yen of merchandise. That's about $9,000. Damn. Merchandise in question? Fish. <laughs> wait, wait. So it's not eight Vagoda? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's not even like fish you eat. It's little teeny tiny rice fish, also known as madaka. And when I say tiny, if you have ever gone into a pet store or hell, gone into a Walmart and seen the fish that they call neons, 
and how teeny tiny mm -hmm. those fish are. That's what we're talking about the size of. Um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, they're similar in, in appearance to guppies, which again, um, neons are in the guppy family. Um, they are um, basically some of these breeded fish can get quite a bit of money. So this particular shop, uh, the man had been breeding these fish for quite a while and was set to open up the store, which was only going to sell these fish on the 31st of March. So basically a security camera caught the bandit in action um, as he impressively scooped up 300 fish in about five minutes. Damn. The owner of the store basically said, I think of it more as a kidnapping than a theft. I'm more sad than angry because they were stolen in the middle of the night. I can't sleep at night anymore. <laughs> These particular Japanese rice fish would have sold for about 1500 to 5000 yen. So $13 to $45 each. How much? So you're 13 to $45 each Good for a fish... Smaller than your pinky. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so some of the people on the internet basically said, if they're trying to catch him, why did they cover his face? Showing it would not only help catch him, but maybe help prevent future thefts. Because the video, the police did block out the person's face. Uh, is the guy a minor or something? Did he rob the place with a blue dot on his face? <clears throat> Uh, what's with the choice of background music? Do you think he's planning on eating them? Um, and so on and so forth. But basically, police are currently using the camera footage to try and retrace the suspect's steps. Um, but yeah, it's um, 300 teeny tiny little fish, less than, like, smaller than the size of your pinky, running depending on I'm guessing depending on the sex because that usually determines the price of a fish um, at least I know it doesn't beta um, 13 to 45 dollars each wow what makes and again these are not eating fish these are fish that normally are put into rice patties um, because they are very hardy fish they're very hard to kill um, but they do eat the plankton and bacteria in the rice fields in order to allow um, for proper growth while they're in there. So, yeah. Um, fish. Not the a band. 45, a 45 freaking dollar fish at that. They're not colorful. They're not exciting. I might spend $45 on, you know, a pretty tropical fish. And some of those fish can get really, really expensive depending on what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not spending $45 on basically a silver guppy. Not happening. We also have to compare this to the Japanese market, though, Mako. As you know, with fruit and other items like that, especially because of the way that the land is, they don't have as much square space for this, basically. So comparing, like, the Japanese archipelago to the United States and raising and farming fish here for that purpose versus raising and farming fish in Japan for that purpose, it's going to cost more per square kilometer or square footage or whatever. 
So when it comes to the quality of the fish also, they are probably heavily, um, maybe not like genetically modified, but like human engagement with the fish. Is that, what is it called? When like humans, human humanity evolution based evolution where like we chose the better qualities. So this selective fish, breeding. yeah, selective breeding. That was the phrase I was looking for. Thank you, Ari. But yeah, these fish have probably been so selectively bred for so many years, especially if they are worth that much is $9,000 for 300 fish. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And considering like with the watermelons and the strawberries and stuff like that over there being a basically like a huge amount versus the stuff we can get over here, the quality, like you have to kind of balance that too. Yeah, but I, I think they're a little crazy for having $500 watermelon too. Um, but I know, I know like fruit just in general is very difficult to grow in Japan, but I just, I, I guess it's me. I, the, I, I mean, I understand the culture is very much about, you know, giving elaborate gifts to people that you're going to their homes, uh, things like that. But I, I just, I cannot wrap my head around wanting or needing a $45 fish the size of my pinky. Yeah, it does seem really weird. And well, here's also, a picture of those fish. I was going to say, also considering that rice is, gohan is like synonymous with life in Japan. But these aren't bred for the rice Food. fields. These are bred for somebody to have as a pet. Oh, because they look like rice. Oh, I thought it no, was no, no. These are these are the rice fish. Oh, but they as are as in that are sides of a grain of rice. Mm -hmm. No, the, well, these are the these are the fish that they put <laughs> into the rice patties. Yeah, because but this this guy isn't breeding them for that. This guy is breeding them for people to take home because they're so, hardy okay, pets. So they are basically based on the fish that are from the rice patties, but they yes. are pets. Yes. They're like house cows in our chat here. Ah, and Ranma's imitating a house cow. Very nice, Ranma. Very nice. We give him a round of applause. Oh, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do this and just go, boo. Nobody speaking asked of, you. I was going to say, speaking of boos, let's move on to Japanese politics. <laughs> <laughs> Ari, take it away. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You said Japanese politics? Yeah. Hold on. I think I have the f perfect sound effect for that. God. <laughs> Why does it have to be Japanese politics to get that? Yeah, that's, just saying that's politics. Just politics to that. I to yeah. the thing is, I totally forgot I had that sound effect. So you know. <laughs> I so, like hot belly pigs, so see out of A Japanese city manager gives a speech telling new employees to quote unquote play around to fix the birth rate issue. Japanese government management has been on a hot streak recently of saying embarrassingly ignorant things, especially concerning the Olympics and celebrities participating in the festivities. So it doesn't come as too much of a surprise when we get another one, this time concerning Japan's declining birth rate. Government has been attempting to alleviate that issue for years now, trying everything from not enough to potentially too much. And, uh, oh boy, I, I don't want to look at those links because, oh boy. <laughs> However, Kazuhiko Shimura, the manager of Kofu City's Industries, 
department in Yamanashi Prefecture recently gave a stitch a speech about a different strategy. Just have men and women play around more. It was given during a welcome ceremony to his new hires where he said, I'd like you to play around as much as you can. Not play around in groups of men or groups of women. That's easy. I want you to play around with the opposite sex. If you do that, I think even a birth rate, birth rate problem will go away a little bit. And he says, I have a special request for the men. I know we're all told about gender equality and equal gender participation, but when it comes to playing around, I'd like if the men made the effort to ask out the women. And the one dude's like, Hey, so uh, my boss said I have to ask you out, I think. I'm not really sure what he was saying, actually. And here's a picture from the article. Just make babies, lol. <laughs> and he said that his intention was to bring up the awareness of marriage, but is inappropriate. Well, you don't fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's, now, we had a internet remarks like, not only is it gross, but it's clear he doesn't understand a birth rate problem at all. Before any of that, give people shorter work hours or easier daycare. Who's going to care for these kids when we get from playing around? People say this only care about the births. After that, they don't care. Mood. We want more kids and raise our wages, increase societal welfare, and then leave us alone. Now, uh, here's something I come to understand. It's that during, is that when you're uh, like, like for computer programmers or anyone working in IT, you can like there's a phrase "my code is compiling" that you can use to get away with doing anything that isn't your job specifically when you're working. <laughs> is there going to be an equivalent to that here, or like, like, like Johnson? Why aren't you at your desk? Uh, I'm in, like, I uh, can't right now. I'm fucking okay. Carry on. <laughs> These reports are fucking. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about how it how this is not office place harassment. I just oh, oh obviously it is. No, but... like I and I know like it's funny, Ari. I think your jokes and stuff is hilarious, but like I'm just doing it to take the edge off because I'm like no, it is, it no, is no, 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 comfy. Ari, you good, you good. Trust me, you good. Yeah, you're fine. It it is just very uncomfortable because. It's a situation now where their their population is aging faster than they are Placed. having babies. And that is fine. Just because you have young people, they're not there to take care of you. I'm sorry, old people. I know that some of you are very sweet little old people and some of you are biddies as hell. Okay? We are not here to take care of you. And that's just how it is. OBS does not like your browser source. Yes, I know. <laughs> I was testing something real quick. so But it's gone now. <sighs> it's, well, you know. I, I, I have to say, if you can say, you know what, go and play as much as you want, but until... Japan as a society goes, okay, you go and play and we'll actually allow you to have the time off to take care of whatever results from all of that play because they don't. We'll um, also maybe look at reducing the stress rates in high school so that the kids don't feel like they have to um, 
resort to severe behaviors and or hurt themselves because society hates them. Mm -hmm. And maybe um, work on your LGBTQIA communities and maybe supporting that a little bit more. And maybe, you know, actually supporting people who report sexual harassment instead of putting them down and making them feel like shit. Maybe get on that, Japan, before you go around trying to tell people to have babies. And that was a hot take. Two cents. And that was a hot take from Ichigo Gami. I had to play the hot take music for you. <laughs> all, all this guy was missing was to, to literally tell the women to go back in the kitchen and leave your job. You, but you it's can't do 2021. that. You Why can't are you still trying do to make that. that argument? They, they, they don't allow the women to do that because as soon as they go home to start taking care of the kids, they get calls. Where the hell are you? Why aren't you back at work? What do you need to be there taking care of the kids for? Come back into work. You're not you're you're not doing things right. You okay. have to be here. We're more important. Screw your family. But okay. thank you for having me. I'll a child. say I'll say this much. I understand what the guy was trying to say, but it was just poorly implemented. There was no tact in what he said. Like That's that it. Valentino apology? <laughs> oh! Itchy goes on fire tonight. Oh, damn. I felt that. Damn. Solid. Banned from every you. official large fashion event in the future of my life. <laughs> the funny thing is, I can see Ichigo walking up and they're like, she's on the band list. But as Ichigo gets closer, you realize she's not alone. Her strawberry paper doll army of Lolitas and their best dress just casually walking behind her and they're like, I don't get paid enough for this! And, and security just... Le and I can just see her... I can just see someone just opening the door for her and she just goes, why, thank you! And her and her, <laughs> old, and her elite army just walk right in and just grab seats in the front and they're like, make me laugh. I can just see issue with no the Gendo pose like impress me. <laughs> As Bonds Up Low Six says, the Goth Loli will be the shock troopers. Also, yeah. If they, also, if these, this guy would try to, you know, giving out bonuses to to guys who get women pregnant. Oh, what you mean? If they don't get someone pregnant, they're gonna get the. They demoted or fired? Well, shit, ugly fucks like me are dead in the water, aren't I? Aren't I? Well, you know... Anywho, we have gone way past our bedtimes. I think it's time for us to, to transform and just roll and roll out. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, well, we really got into it. I, I, well, no, 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 no. It's it, Ichigo. She's just telling it like it is. And, I, you, know, you know... I took the week off. I gave you guys a break. You should have been warned. You were warned. Well, here's the thing. We don't care about that because, like I said, no matter what you say, Ichigo, you're always bringing something relevant to the table. So it's all good in the hood. Always. And this is one reason why we love you. Aww. Anywho... 
If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our official website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, convention reviews, uh, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, links to our YouTube videos of convention coverage, and links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage as well. And that's all at AnimeJamSession.com. Did I say dot .com? Dot, yep. Damn it, I meant dot .com. I, whatever it almost sounded like that time and if you like the show whatever you use for listening to podcasts look us up there's over 490 episodes out there you can find us on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, stitcher spotify anything you use for grabbing podcasts and if you like leave a little review we'd appreciate that too and don't forget uh down below is our tip jars where you can just throw money at us and any money that you donate goes directly into keeping the show going you don't have to but we really appreciate it nonetheless and shout outs to everybody who do y'all are the real troopers and we really appreciate that and don't forget to follow us on social media youtube twitter and facebook that way you're in the know when we're going live you can see our convention coverage cosplay photos and so much more so we're gonna go around the room last words ari well, I have a lot more uh, free time on my hands. I'm hopefully going to try and uh, rest up and get better. Good, good. Last words, Mako-chan. I have a Damien. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'm going to go get lost in the rabbit hole of Stardew Valley and maybe catch some Z's. See you later. Ice cream and Outriders and Linus Tech Tips. That's it. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. More chaos and more camaraderie, because that's how we roll around here. So, anywho, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Makotron. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Sleep tight. Don't let the demons fight. <laughs> Say goodnight, Makotron. Good night, Mako-chan. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. Awesome. We're going to get out of here. We got another 40 seconds of music, so that's it. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!